Yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to give this to you in case you want to say something. So very long mm -hmm. ago, yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. We love you guys. This is one of the first places we came when we moved here back in, I guess it was 1990. Well, we moved here in 93, but it, was, it took us to 95 to get here. Yeah. Right. So um, this is home. <laughs> um, we bring you greetings from Springfield and from New London, Healing Springs of New London. And um, we just want to bless you tonight. Um, before Willie shares, we'd like to share with you a song. Ooh, awesome. Come on, yeah. It's, it's a worship song. And we want you to worship with us together. Beautiful. Okay. So I'll just use this mic yeah, for that? Or you can use a lapel and she can use the... Okay. What, what Carmichi is going to be, Carmichi is going to sign what I sing. So, so look at her and uh, and listen to me. <laughs> okay. Are we good? Okay. You know this song, so feel free to sing along. Okay. I am to bow down. I 
I'm gonna say that you're my God. You are lovely, altogether worthy, and you're wonderful to me. And I'll never know how much it costs to see my sin upon that cross. I'll never know how much it costs to see my sin upon that cross and I'll never know how much it cost to see my sin upon that cross no I'll never know how much it cost to see my sin upon that cross. Here I am to worship and bow down, yeah. Say, you're my God. You're lovely, altogether worthy, altogether wonderful to me. Yes, here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. You're altogether lovely, altogether worthy, altogether wonderful to me. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. You're altogether lovely, altogether worthy, altogether wonderful to me. Oh, you're altogether lovely, altogether worthy, altogether wonderful.
just blessed me so. I didn't know that was coming. Thank you so much. Oh, you know how long it's been? The last time when we've got to do better. together. Come on, let's bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Oh, I've been, uh, I've been thinking about this and praying about this time and wondering what God would have us do. And, and uh, we've been so busy, so very, very busy uh, with our daughter's wedding she in North Carolina, her fiance in New Hampshire, and and uh, and we are up here, and she's pretty much by herself there trying to plan out a wedding. And uh, she called me one day, and she was so overwhelmed, and and I and I said to her, um, "Listen, when you started this." We prayed and asked God to meet every need, and look how far you've come. We're only a month away. This is not the time to give up now. Amen. You're in this thing. That's right. <laughs> so we, we kept going, and the Lord took care of every need, every need for her. And we had a glorious, glorious time. Beautiful. While we were planning the wedding, uh, helping her make all the decisions, we were also planning to uh, bring Carnisha's parents to live with us. They're 84 and uh, with health concerns that they can no longer stay by themselves. And so with that in mind, we were working, uh, planning to get them here and coordinated with the wedding so that when we went down to North Carolina, we would bring them back with us. There have been seasons in our life together when Carnisha and I came together in the Lord while in college that God started a journey in our lives and we faced impossible odds Come on. where it would only take God to make it happen. Yeah. Like even marrying her. <laughs> Which should be an easy thing, but the way it happened and what was taking place, answering God's call to ministry, leaving career choices, and going off to whatever God was saying to do, yeah. not knowing what that meant. Sure. A friend of ours said to us, you know, God was setting a pattern in your life. Mm. A pattern of how he would carry you from one yes. 
place to the next. Yeah. And every situation comes with such impossible odds that only God can do it. Do you hear what I'm saying? <laughs> and only God could make that wedding happen in the way he did, in the midst of a hurricane, and bring Kamisha's parents here at the same time. And it happened. Wow, was right. It happened. And if you could just be like, you know, with a little camera viewing all of this um, and filming it all, you would say, this is just impossible. And impossible is what it was. But we serve a God who takes the impossible yeah. and makes yeah. it possible. Amen? Yes, Amen? Yeah. Amen. Can we just praise him together for that? Yeah. Yeah. Come on, let's praise him. Yeah. The God of all possibilities. Yeah. Amen. And Jesus said, Jesus said of his father, he said this, he said, all things are possible. All things are possible. Think about that. Every impossible situation becomes possible in him. And we are what? In Christ. We are in him. And he is in us. As one preacher said, so every situation we face is with us in him. Uh-huh. Every situation we face is with us in Christ. Which means they are not impossible situations, but they are opportunities for us to grow into Christ. We can call it an upgrade. Uh -huh. Yeah, we can call it an upgrade. Yeah, we upgrade our, our computers, we upgrade our systems in the house, we upgrade our cars. We, why not upgrade our walk with the king? Amen. Amen. How about that? How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Well, it's a privilege to be here. That was free. I don't know where it came from. I just want to speak out of my heart, if that's all right. Is that okay? If I just speak out of my heart to you. We love you. And I and I, I feel the freedom, the liberty here to uh, just share my heart and pour out my heart as the Lord would, would direct. Um, because... Uh, you are family, and I feel like I'm home. Yeah. Carmisha said it. Yeah. I feel like I'm home. Yeah. I feel like I'm home. And if I get a little loud, forgive me, because I, I, I have a big voice, and it gets big, Al, doesn't it? It gets real big. It gets real big at times. I get so excited, it just comes out of me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. I am. I'm Betty's son, and she's called me that from the first time we met. Yeah. And, and you know, I was telling Pastor, and it's such a privilege to be here with the two of you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you for considering us, and it's an honor to come and serve. I was telling Pastor, uh, as we were walking in, how uh, my relationship with my father was a difficult one. It, it was very dysfunctional. And, and in those dysfunctions came a lot of pain, a lot of, 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 uh, a lot of loss of identity, loss of, uh, of a point of reference, you know. That's what our parents should be for us, a point of reference. 
uh, in our fathers. We should find identity in our mothers. We should find a sense of well-being. And when we don't have that, and when we don't have that connection, when there is that disconnect, we end up wandering aimlessly through life until, as the psalm says, when our father and mother forsake us, the Lord will take us up until the Lord takes us up. Uh-huh. Then we get back in line and with, with God's true purpose, his original design for us. Amen. So uh, as I was talking with him about that, um, I recognized that through my walk with the Lord, ever since I came come back to Jesus, because you see, when I was nine years old, I accepted him. My brother and I sitting in the Baptist church, Pastor Betty said, I, the preacher gives the invitation, you know, the doors of the church are open, and there I am sitting on the, on the pew, nine years old, and I look at my brother and I says, I'm going up there. He said, we're going. So I go up, and he says, do you know what you're doing? I said, I think so, yes. He says, well, you're going to ask Jesus in your heart. Yes, sir. And he's, so he prays with me the prayer of faith, and I receive the Lord in my heart. And I remember walking from that, from that prayer to my seat with an irrepressible joy, a joy that I couldn't explain, a grin that popped in my mind and on my face. I couldn't explain it. I was nine years old, but I knew something that happened to me. I knew something that happened to me. And the enemy came after that. And for 11 years, I fought depression after depression, one way after another. A loss of identity, a loss, an aimless loss through life. Until God said, that's enough. You're mine. Amen. You're mine. And ever since then, saints, I've always had people like Betty to call me their son, to take me under their wing, to care for me like I was their son. And I've been so amazed at that, having known the kinds of rejection and and loss and pain. And yet God, one wave of favor after Doesn't he do that everywhere mm-hmm. and for everyone? Mm-hmm. You can all mm-hmm. have the same testimony. Yes, Amen. Sir. Amen. Yeah. And what does he do with that? You know why he does that, Betty? He does that because he's reclaiming every lost place. Yes. He's reclaiming it all. Yes. The enemy thought <laughs> he could do this for evil, but I'm going to make good out of it. I'm reclaiming it all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And our lives are changed because of it. Amen. Amen. Our lives are changed. I heard, I'm I'm drawing blank on your name and I know who you are. Sean. I heard Sean say when he stood up here, I heard him say uh, in his prayer, we declare. Mm -hmm. And and, and that just just ignited my spirit because declaration is a part of who we are. We're called to declare things, and we're called to proclaim things. Amen? And when we declare what we are doing, we are releasing the power of language in the earth for the kingdom to manifest. See, when we declare, we're declaring by an authority that has been granted us. Amen? 
Amen. Because you can't make a declaration unless you have power to fulfill what you just said. You got to back it up with something. Amen. So when he said that, it just reminded me of the declaration of God's goodness unto us, his people. And uh, how many of you have experienced the goodness of God? The psalmist says, truly, the Lord is good. You hear what I said? He experienced the goodness of God. Can you say that? Truly, the Lord is good. Now, now, he didn't say, the Lord is good to me. He said, the Lord is good. He is good. He doesn't just do good things. He is good. He is. And, and that goodness extends to his creation every day. Matter of fact, Jesus said it's not just to the church, but he, God reigns his goodness on the just and the unjust. And why does he do that? Because you see, when, when, when Adam fell, when, when, when the transgression separated us from God, God had in mind a plan already. See, he thought about this thing before he even laid the world. That's why the Bible tells us Jesus was what? Slain from the foundations of the world. See, God had already in eternity past thought this thing up. So it wasn't, a, it wasn't like, oh my, man is fallen. what am I going to do? No, God already knew what he was going to do. He had in his mind to extend goodness to everyone so that his goodness would change our minds concerning him and bring us back to him. That's what he's done with his goodness. For the goodness of God leads us to repentance. Amen. It has made a difference for us. And so by declaration, we can proclaim God's goodness wherever we go. Hello. That's why if you've been impacted by the goodness of God, and you raise your hand and said you did, you have been. If you've been impacted by the goodness of God, that means wherever you go, goodness goes with you. Surely goodness and mercy follows me all the days of my life. Everywhere I go, there's goodness with me. That's why people look at you and look at me differently. Because they don't know what that is, but you know what it is. And you can say what it is. It is the goodness of God. Amen. Something I didn't earn. Something I couldn't buy. To me, the Apostle Paul says, who am the least? It was given to me. Back in the time when slavery was rampant in America, Great Britain was in, the, was in a, a, a season of transition and struggled with this whole moral issue of slavery. Their parliament was working on a way to, 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 to uh, legislate laws that would abolish it. This was the same time when um, the writer of, of the song Amazing Grace yes. was, was, was alive. As you know, he was instrumental in, in taking slaves in his ships across the oceans, right? 
This was also the time when a gentleman by the name of, of uh, William Wilberforce was in Parliament. He was a statesman. And he was also a believer. This was also a time when Charles, uh, I mean, uh, 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 Whitfield was proclaiming the gospel and evangelizing throughout Europe and America. And he is known as the, the revivalist to bring the first wave to the nations. Now think about this scenario for a moment. He, is, he, he, he was known for having a voice that could be heard for miles preaching the gospel. Impacting lives. Hundreds would come to him as he stood on the, on the steps of the town hall. But William Wilberforce was instrumental in bringing about the abolishing of slavery in Great Britain. And this is what he did. He said to his friends, he said, listen, why don't we make goodness fashionable? Let's make goodness fashionable. I love this. I love this story. And history tells us What he did in teaching and, 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 and helping others understand how to extend goodness, just goodness, to their fellow brothers and sisters, just extending goodness, that they led more people to Christ than all of the preaching. Goodness is a powerful gift given to every one of us. And you carry it wherever you go. <laughs> and I like that because, you see, I know what badness is like. Hello. Uh -huh. I've seen it. I've done it. But I, I've spoken it. But we can learn the language of goodness and impact a nation unlike anything else. You see, the world's not coming into the church. Like they used to. They used to reverence God and they used to respect his name. But they're not coming in our doors anymore. So guess what? A practical work of goodness can open the door to their hearts. God has given us that gift. Aren't you glad you got it? Will you, will you with me just declare the goodness of God in this place? Amen? Let's just declare the goodness of God. Let's just together declare the goodness of God. Would you stand to your feet? Let's just declare it. And, 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 and we can make a proclamation today that we are going to, to, we're going to express God's goodness even as it is given unto us. How about that? Is that all right? Okay. So, Father, together we're standing before you to say that we receive your goodness in our life. We know that you are good, and we thank you for your goodness. And so we say to you, Father, let your goodness manifest unto us that we might impact our communities with the same goodness that you have shown unto us. Thank you, God. Because we know your goodness leads men to repentance. Open the door of their hearts, O oh God. 
And may we be those vessels, those instruments to bring your goodness their way. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord a praise. Hallelujah. 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 Now see what this does in your life. Don't, don't, don't just go out and say, oh, that was good. But expect to see what his goodness will do and show up in your life. Amen. 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 You may be seated. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. God had an eternal plan and an eternal purpose in mind when he created us. And that plan and that purpose was birthed out of the heart of his love for, for us. Because you see, God is love. Yes? And he birthed that plan, that purpose, that idea about, about a family from his heart. And knowing that that man would, would, would have the capacity to love him as he loves mankind, he had to give us a free will. He had to do that, you see, because without choosing to love God, it wouldn't really be love. If you, were, if you had to be forced to love him, it wouldn't be love. Because God freely gives his love. Amen. He chooses to extend his love. He initiates his love towards us. In that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. God proves that he is love. Proves it. And the Bible tells us in Romans 5, if you look there, In Romans 5, there's a passage that we're all very familiar with. When you find Romans 5, would you give an amen? Amen. All right, look at verse, uh, look at Romans, did I say Romans 5? Yes. I did. All right, let's look at... um, At verse 5, Romans 5 and 5. Notice it says, And hope maketh not ashamed, or in another translation, hope does not disappoint us, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. In other words, beloved, our hearts have the capacity to hold God's love, to possess God's love. And if our hearts are made to, to, to be a container of God's love, then that means we have the ability to give that love back to him. God had this in mind from the beginning, from before the foundations of the world was laid. And, and so our identity is found in the context of that relationship. For without a relationship, we cannot have a revelation of who God is. And so God 
God intended to create relationship with humanity. Amen. And, and, you know, you think about that, how important relationship is to God. Uh, we, we say the Lord is one. But true, the truth of the matter is the Lord God is one relationship, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's one. He is one. He is one. But they're in communion with one another. They're in a relationship with one another. They agree with one another. They they. they they coexist with one another, and they do everything together in agreement, in unity. That's relationship. For how can two walk together except they what? Uh huh. So that's God's. That's that relationship is identified right there in Him, and He has given that same intention towards humanity. He wants us in His family. Amen? So, our identity is found in the context of relationship. Well, if our identity is found in the context of relationship, it's worked out in the context of relationship, then that must mean that relationship is important in this context called the church. Would you agree with me? Yeah. as, As it has been said, there is no such thing as a Lone Ranger Christian. Uh, we cannot become all we are meant to be if we are not connected right. together. It takes this bond of unity through love to become all that we are intended to be. And I'm, I'm grateful to God for that because uh, uh, he even takes the... the, the uh, the solitary or the isolated and brings them into family. God does that. He does that. That's his heart. Um, so where am I going with this, Holy Spirit? Help me. Every family has its own style. Would you agree? Yes. Its own language. When I go down south, uh, I come back sounding a little more southern. When I'm with mama, I talk like I, like mama taught me to talk. You hear what I'm saying? <laughs> oh. So every family has a language. And the language of the kingdom is something that we need to develop. Would you agree? in order to truly experience what it means to be in this family called God's house. Something the Lord made clear to us just this morning was that we cannot, our faith cannot grow without a conduit of expression. We have to say what we believe in order to see what we believe. We have to put language to our faith. Even for us who are shy, and I'm one of those shy ones, you know, um, introverted ones, I'm one of those kind of people. Um, And folk don't believe it because I have a big mouth, but a big sound. But, but, But in spite of my, my, my personal inclinations, I still have to articulate what I say. I believe that. 
about God. I have to put language to it in order for, in order for me to experience what I say I believe. You hear what I'm saying? And that's true for every one of us. Well, what if I'm going off on a tangent? That's why relationship is so important. You are here to make sure I stay in line. Well, brother, I hear what you're saying, but uh, let's compare it with what Jesus has said. And Jesus is our final authority. Would you agree? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Because we are disciples of Jesus, not disciples of Paul. Mm-hmm. And I'd rather, I'd rather follow the, the teachings of Jesus yes. because even Paul had to get his from. Hello? Right. Yeah. So the same is true for you and me. We give language to our faith. We have to speak it. And not only that, that uh, speaking our, our faith into existence because hearing, faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. Not only must we speak what we believe, but we must speak it in the context of family, of relationship. Because um, we can sharpen one another's faith and build one another up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's why, you know, I know for a long time in America, we've been conditioned to have uh, the congregation out here, the, uh, the clergy up here, and there's this big divide between us, and the two do not meet. Yeah. Yeah. And, and everything comes from the pulpit to you, and you must follow it because I said it, but that's not relationship. That's not relationship. Even God didn't do that. That's why the word of God tells us that let one prophesy and another bring a word of knowledge and let another bring a psalm. And you hear what I'm saying? What, what, what Paul was trying to help us see is that this is how we build one another up. And the intent is to what? To become all that Christ has intended us to be. Taking on the full nature and character of the Son. Oh, and isn't that our goal and aim? Uh huh. Yeah. That's our goal and aim. And it's not that I have uh, attained, but I press on for that which I can obtain in Christ. I'm pressing on. So every level, every upgrade requires a different context of relationship. Amen? Amen. Yeah. I, 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 can't, I can't just drink milk and expect to have big muscles as an adult. I got to eat something else. I, I can't uh, just drink milk and be able to work all day. I've got to have something else that brings me up higher, strengthens me, and makes me a fully mature adult. Uh So how does that happen? Well, there are those who have gone before me. 
and they can speak in my life through experience. There are those who are walking at the same place I am, and we, like comrades, can go together. Amen. And then there are those who are coming after me, whose life I can speak in. Yeah. Relationship. Relationship. Building relationship. So if you don't have those who are walking beside you, find them. Ask God for them. He'll give them to you. Because you, we need people with us in this thing. Secondly, if you're not speaking into the life of anyone, ask God for that one. Because there's somebody waiting for what you have been given in God. Somebody's waiting for it. They're looking for, they're looking for you. Just like you're looking for those to stand with you. You have those who are speaking in your life. You need those who can stand with you. And you need those whom you can speak in. It's called relationship. It's called relationship. This, this body, this, this kingdom that God is, has manifested in the earth has in it a church. And the church is called a body and the church is called a building. Yes? Mm-hmm. The church is called a body and the church is called a building. Why are, are these imageries used in scripture? Because a body is something that grows, changes. Mm -hmm. And the church is to be fluid and moving and organic and and not stuck in the traditions of generations past, not having any effectiveness for the present day. Got to be able to shift and move. Got to be able to change with the times. Not change, but there's something, but we're a building too, right? And a building does not move. A building is built on foundation. A building, it goes up and the blocks stay right where they, they better stay where they're, right. where they're set, right? That's right. Yeah. So as a church, there are some things that we value that we cannot allow ourselves to lose. They must stay fixed. They must stay in place. Like our love for one another. What do you value in this house? Don't let anyone steal it from you. Keep it here. And build on that. You hear what I'm saying? That's what we do in relationship. If I really love you, I am not going to let you miss your purpose and your identity. Because I know the worth of you becoming all that Christ intends you to be. Mm -hmm. We we, 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 we keep those values in place. We don't let anyone steal them from us. Mm-hmm. And if there's someone out there who don't understand what goes on in Praise Chapel, who has rumor and innuendo and, and, and accusation in their mouths, then, then confront that. Don't let it steal what is worthwhile in your body. Keep those things that you value in place, fixed, like love for one another. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's how we grow. 
all called, it's, it's all what, that's what relationship is all about. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Amen? Let me wrap this up. Good. Let me wrap yeah. this up. Good. Everything God's goodness touches rises above the world and its outcome. It rises above this world and its outcome. Because everything in this world is negative. Uh-huh. And we know what the negatives are. We don't even have to discuss them. The media does a good job of glorifying them. But God's goodness rises above it. What God wants to do by way of goodness is bring us into a place where we live above this world and its outcome. Goodness overcomes the fallout of sin. Goodness changes lives for the better. When one is aware of how good God is, then change becomes very easy. Going through difficulties, going through struggles, can't seem to get over that hurdle. Remind yourself. Go back to acknowledge and declare the goodness of God has been given to me. And that goodness, that goodness is going to cause me to overcome. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, it does. Every time. Every time. Goodness overcomes sin. A change of mind is key to the change of behavior. Would you agree? In the world, every effort to change behavior is met with great struggle and con continual pain because there's constant failure in the world. But in Christ, <laughs> there's no such thing. In Christ, when we don't get it, guess what? We, got, we go through it again. Why? Because the teacher, Holy Spirit, the teacher wants to make sure we win. Uh -huh. So, hey, what? Uh, again, Lord? Yes, again. Because I want to show you what you missed when the first test came. I'm going to build you by my goodness to a place of overcoming. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yeah. yeah. Because of the goodness of God, you and I can become more than the sum of our deeds. Yeah, we can. We can. We can become as he is in this life. Yeah, that's his intent. We can be free to discover what true freedom is if we'll just let the goodness of God guide us through the kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm learning this. You see, I'm learning this. I sat before the Father and he began to speak to me these things. And as I sat there, I, 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 I just was so overcome with the awareness mm -hmm. that this is true. Yes, it is. This is true. Mm -hmm. Why didn't I see it before? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'll say it again. You and I can be free to discover what true freedom is if we'll let God's goodness lead us into the kingdom. Where we can partake of his love and every good and perfect gift. They're all given to us in Christ. 
And it's time for the church to move up. Would you say so? Yes, sir. Would you agree with that? Yes. It's time for us all to receive an upgrade. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, it's time for that. It's time to truly see what has been withheld from life and, what, and, and embrace the reality of our, identi uh, our identity as a son and a daughter of the Father. It's time. It's time. It's time for us to partake of our inheritance. Because you see, children, though they have been given an inheritance, they don't receive it in their childhood. They receive it when they are grown and fully mature. And it's time for the church to receive her inheritance. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus received his. It's time for us to receive ours. Hallelujah. Yeah. It is time. It is time. It's time to truly see what has been withheld from life. From, from our life, and, we re and embrace the reality of our identity in the Son, who loves us immensely. It's time for that. It's time for, for it not to just be an idea, but to be an experience. Would you agree with that? It's time for us to truly experience the love that God has for us. And, and a love that's not based on merit, or effort, or success but a love that is based on a willfulness of a father who is ready to engage us day by day by day by day by day and moment by moment. Amen. Father wants yeah. a family and he will have what he's intended. Yeah. Aren't you glad about that? Yes. Come yeah. on. yes. See, the door of the kingdom has been flung wide open. It really has. And if Christ is in us, all of the kingdom is attracted to Jesus. Think about that for a moment. Everything that's in the kingdom of heaven responds to him, comes to him. And where is he? In us. Hallelujah. Which means it's there, but we haven't been taught how to, take, how to access it. Because we have been conditioned by religious structure to try to win and gain God's favor when he's already given it. When he's already lavished it on us. He has lavished his favor upon us. I'm done with trying to win what I already have. How about you? How about you? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I close with this. Nothing is withheld from, from a fully mature son or daughter. Mm -hmm. All things are open to them to explore and find in the beloved son. I'll say that again because you didn't catch it. You might be getting tired. <laughs> Nothing is withheld from a fully mature son or daughter. All things are open to them to explore and find in the beloved son. And that's where we are today. We're in Christ. So nothing is withheld from us. Oh, it may not come when you want it, but what is God doing while he's allowing time to pass? What is he doing? That's a question to ask. What are you doing, God? You know that bill should have been paid three years ago. Or three months ago, or three days ago, whatever. You know, you know what are you doing? What is he doing? Well, God is doing something. He's building. 
the nature and character of his son in me. Hallelujah. And I got to trust that no matter what my circumstances are saying. My circumstances do not dictate my identity. God has determined that I am his. And that's all that matters. Amen. Amen. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Oh, you need to hear that again and write it down. Romans 8, 32. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Did I say all things or some things? Did I say things that you've earned or... Did did I say you have to beg him for it? No, no, he's freely given it. He's initiated this thing. Why? Because he loves us that much. Hallelujah. 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 God loves me that much. Oh, the goodness of God. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. I grew up in a religious setting, and that religious setting taught me how to be a very good Christian. It did not teach me how to be a very good son. It taught me how to perform well, but it didn't teach me how to live. What the goodness of God is for you and me, the believer, what it is, it is a door of access to all that the kingdom has. Nothing is withheld from us. Nothing is withheld. So it comes to us, it comes to us. The provision comes to us according to the measure of God's grace at work to mature me to a place of provision, of receiving the provision he's made. And he's raising us up, amen. I believe it. We are not the same people we were. We are a different kind of of believing people. Amen. A different kind of people. My, my, my. To go through what we're going through today and still trust and still believe. You hear what I'm saying? We are not the same kind of people. Yeah. Even as it is written, we are now the sons of God. We are now And it does not appear what we shall be. But when we see him, we're going to be just like him. Uh Wow, isn't that great news? Isn't that good news? We'll be just like him. For we will see him as he is. In other words, every encounter, every experience in your life from day to day is an opportunity by permission to just come into his presence. 
Just come on in. Amen. Let's just go on in, right? Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Mm. Thank you, Father. 